We're going to look at two places. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3 to 5, and then Proverbs 23, 7. You guys ready for the reading of the word of the Lord? Okay. The reason why I like to ask you to rise up is so that we could physically show the honor to the written word of God. Yeah? So starting at 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3, it says, For though we live in the world, or is it verse? It is 3, right? We do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power. Everybody say divine power. Divine. To demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive, everybody say captive, every thought to make it obedient to Christ. And then Proverbs 23 verse 7, it says, For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. Let us pray. Father, I thank you that you have given us powerful spiritual weapons to demolish strongholds of the enemy in our lives, Lord. Today, you are waking us up to rise up, to open our eyes to the battle that's waging in our lives. And you are empowering us to pick up our weapons and fight the good, good spiritual warfare of our faith. So Holy Spirit, empower us today. Activate us, Lord, to fight and to overcome. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Proverbs 23, verse 7, we read, For as he thinks, everybody say thinks, in his heart, so is he. Okay? Your thoughts make you who you are. Everything starts with your thought. Okay? Your thoughts lead your life. Okay? The strongest thoughts in your mind will direct the direction of your life. Everything. Look at your neighbor and say everything. Everything starts with your thoughts, okay? Your victory starts with the thought, okay? Your failure starts with the thought. Your healing starts with the thought. I think God's going to heal me. I think I feel a little better. And the more you think on those thoughts, it starts you on a pathway of healing. But even your sickness starts with the thought. That, you know, I haven't researched on this because that's not my point. But I remember many years ago when I researched every sickness, including cancer, every sickness, like 70-something percent was caused by stress. It's caused by worry and fear, even physical sickness, right? So it starts with your thought. Our mind, and we all, you guys all read 
that, that, that battlefield in our mind book, right, by Joyce Meyer. And so many pastors, including ourselves, have preached this, that our mind is a battlefield. Your mind is a battlefield. Whether you feel like you're in a battle or not, your mind is a battlefield. And we are in a battle constantly. You think you're just thinking thoughts. Well, it's just my, I'm, I'm just thinking. I'm not fighting. I'm not in a warfare. It's just, I'm just thinking. But whenever and whatever you think over and over and over again, you are engaging in battlefield. You are warring. You are fighting against the truth of God, the lies, or you are fighting against the lies of the enemy. What did the scripture we just read say? Every argument, every pretense that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And when you dwell upon the lies and negativity, you think you're just thinking, but you are warring, battling against the knowledge of God. You are battling against the truth of God, and you thought you were just thinking. Hmm? Every lie you believe comes from the devil to compete against God's truth over your life. You and I, we both have two opposing thoughts battling against each other in our minds. Thoughts of faith. I believe. Thoughts of lies and unbelief. Is it really going to come through? You have thoughts, I want to trust God. I do trust in God. God is good. But then you have these thoughts, but I don't feel good unless I control my life. I want my own control, but I surrender and submit to God. I trust God. He's, he's sovereignty of God, his providence, his good. He works everything for, for the good of those that love him. I trust in God's goodness, but I have to make sure that I'm in, in control of my health, of my finances, of my relationship. I want to surrender. I want to control. Hmm? Mind is a battlefield. One moment, you have so much faith. I love Jesus. And then, next moment, God does not love me. Is he even real? Is this real? Don't you ever think that? Come on. I'm a pastor and I think that sometimes. Is this really true? Jesus, are you really the son of God? Did you really come more than 2,000 years ago and died on the cross? Sometimes when that unbelief comes, it's like, is that really true? And then sometimes it's like, yes, it is true, and I will give my last breath. I will give my life for that truth. Hmm? When Benjamin was in the hospital on Thursday, he was having allergic reaction, and the spirit of fear got a hold of him for like a few minutes. So he was freaking out. He was texting me and texting mother, and I'm like, okay, I better turn. I was on my way home. I'm like, okay, I better drop Aletia off and go back. And mom's like, okay, I'll be right there. So we both left. You, she left Union City. I left Concord. And we were meeting in Walnut Creek. And, you know, we, you know Benjamin, was, he didn't die. He was fine. But his, like, was it? Not heartbeat was, like, really high. And his face was, like, 
You know that movie Inside Out, The Anger? You know how red? It's like we didn't paint him. He looked like anger in that movie. Like he looked pretty red. He looked pretty bad, right? And because he was freaking out, it's like, oh my gosh, right? And so Benjamin's mom and I were like rubbing him, praying for him. Oh God, you know, everything will... Oh, you know, okay, come on, let's pray. Let's, let's pray. renounce the spirit of fear, spirit of death, spirit of whatever, you know. It's like renouncing and we're doing spiritual battle. And then we had to both go home. I had to go home to Aletheia and she had to go home, right? She said as she was, and, and she was wearing a mask because she was losing her voice, you know. When I was like, you okay, mommy? It's like, yeah, okay. Like, she was losing her voice, you know. I'm fine, but, you know, I, you know, she had to come for her eldest son, you know. And so she said she wasn't feeling well, but she knows she's fine. And as she was driving out, she said a thought came to her mind. And this thought said, this is taking a toll on you. Now, if it was me, I'm like, yeah, I haven't slept in three days. I'm in pain myself, but I can't even tell anybody because Benjamin's more in pain, so I just have to suffer. Oh, and I'm feeling little, I'm feeling pain here, you know. And then that one thought becomes something big, right? But our mom's not like that. When she heard, as soon as she heard, this is taking toll on you. You know what she said she did? She said out loud, no, it's taking toll on you, devil. <laughs> I'm more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. No, this is taking a toll on you because we're going to rise in faith and it's going to take a toll on you. And then she was victorious and she was fine. And then I realized how much the enemy sends this lie. Everything starts with one lie. The enemy says, this is taking a toll on you. It's nothing. By itself, it's nothing. And mom was able to say, no, devil, it's taking a toll on you. And she sent this one little lie back to the enemy. But often, you know what we do? It's taking a toll on you. I think so, because I'm not feeling good right now. I have pain on my throat. I'm losing my voice, and, 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 and nobody knows, and nobody cares, and I'm in so much pain. And we add to the lies of the enemy, and no longer is it just the one little lie. And then once we do this, this is all, imagine this is all in our brain. Everything starts with one thought, and you add to it when you believe it. And it becomes a stronghold over your mind. Uh, Brody, do you have those pictures? Imagine, this is like brain pathway, okay? Brain pathway. Every, every time you think a thought, you are forging a brain pathway. And once you think it, they say it's easier to rethink it again. And the more, this, your, this, this picture of your brain, guys, this, all those little things are neural pathway. It's a brain pathway. Whatever you think, you're forging a pathway. But if you keep on thinking it, your pathway becomes thicker. 
whether it's good or bad. And then anytime you're triggered with something different, you're coughing one day, you know, it's nothing. Something just got caught on your throat. But you cough, and then you go right to this brain pathway. I'm going to die. Some, oh, you see that? Some, you see those little light? And what happens is we create strongholds of lies, brain pathways all over. And you know what's crazy is this. This is physical, right, neurological, but then where did that one lie come from? The enemy. You know what that happens? You know what happens then? The enemy has an access and he hides in the stronghold that he makes in your mind. And once that happens, you're going to have to do some major spiritual battle, spiritual warfare to break those strongholds, all right? So, you know, me growing up, I used to be tormented with lies. Every time my siblings went to school or went to work, if this thought comes, they're going to get into an accident. They're not coming back. Or they're going to be in the hospital forever. And, and I would just be tormented all day, all night until they came home, right? I would be just tormented until I learned spiritual warfare, until I learned to recognize the lie and say, I reject this lie of the enemy and I renounce the power of this lie from my mind. Just like what mom did. No, devil, it's taking toll on you. The way I learned was, when the lie came, I said, I, I, I recognize this as a lie of the enemy, and I reject this lie, and I break the power of this lie from my mind. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And you know, before I learned to do that, every day, it's like 1,000 times I would be tormented with certain thoughts of something bad that's going to happen to my loved ones. But as I practiced this spiritual warfare, next week it became maybe 100 times a day. A month later, maybe it was 10 times a day. And then after a while, until recently, it was just like once in a great while. Right? Until recently, I've been tormented with these thoughts. Once Benjamin got hospitalized, I'm like, my husband's going to die before me. I've been telling him, you must die after me. You must let me die before you. I don't want to do all the paperwork after you die. <laughs> you better live longer than me. You better be there for Alethea until she becomes old and her babies are grown up. You better live long. And then once I saw him hospital, I'm like, he's going to die. He's going to die before me. I'm going to be left all alone. And then once I thought other things, my house is going to break down. The water, the water in the well is going to be, it's going to be poisonous and it's going to kill us all. The hill is going to come down upon my house. My house is actually drifting down and I don't even know it. And you're laughing. And I'm laughing, I'm smiling as I'm telling you, but when these thoughts come, I'm tormented. And I'm like, I want to get away from this house, the house that God miraculously provided me with. Hmm? Second Corinthians, what do we read? Okay, for though we live, 
We live in the world. We do not wage war as the world does. You know what this is saying? It's saying that you are in a spiritual battle whether you know it or not. But what happens when you're in a battlefield and you don't know? You get hit here, you get shot there, and you're like, toss your pummel, and you don't even know where it comes from. And then you end up accusing God when it's the enemy that attacked you. Hmm? Some may say, do I always have to fight? Do I always have to engage in spiritual warfare, Pastor? That's really tiring and exhausting. Do I have to really live like that? You're already on the battlefield, girl. <laughs> you have no choice. You are. The enemy, if enemy, uh, if you believe in Jesus, guess what? Until Jesus comes back, we are already in a battle. But then the scripture says, the, weapon, the weapons we fight, and we say weapons, are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish, demolish strongholds. When you have the weapon, you know, all these, you know, these strongholds of the enemy in your mind because you believe the lie and you add it to that lie, you know, you can't just like, like ignore it and it goes away. Once the brain pathway is forged, it's there forever. It's whether you think it over and over and make it stronger or you ignore it. It just becomes weak, but it's still there. But the weapons that God has given us are powerful, and you could demolish. You could demolish the attacks and the lies and the strongholds of the enemy. We have weapons. Look at your neighbor and say, you have a weapon. Powerful weapons. Hmm? to demolish, divine power to demolish your enemies. Divine power. The word in Greek is dunamis. Say dunamis. Okay? Explosive. Word, that's the word we get dynamite. It has explosive. I just cut that thing off, but it, you could just explode it into nothing. Your spiritual weapon that God gave you is that powerful. Hmm? But what's the use if you have a powerful weapon if you don't use it? When was the last time you engaged in a warfare and you picked up your spiritual weapon? What's the use if you don't use it, huh? It says we could demolish strongholds. Let me give you a definition of stronghold, okay? A place that has been fortified. Everybody say fortify. So as to protect it against attack. Long time ago, they used the strongholds, military strongholds, to keep soldiers safe in the midst of the battle or to, to, to put prisoners of war there so they don't join their team back to fight you, okay? The thought patterns that war against the truth of God are strongholds, okay? You know God is good to you, but you don't expect anything good to happen. 
You know God is your provider, but you don't expect God to provide for you in this situation. And if you're not able to find faith, it's because there's a stronghold of the enemy, this that pardons that fights against the truth of God, that God is good and that God is your provider. Hmm? The enemy sends one lie at a time. Look at your neighbor and say, one lie at a time. The enemy sends one lie at a time to build strongholds in your mind. And if you don't take care of it, you may have something like this in your brain. God is good. God is good. God is good. As long as you have this in your mind, God is good. God is good. You feel forsaken. As long as you have a stronghold of the enemy, the lies of the enemy, and often all enemy did was send you a one little lie and you helped him build a stronghold like this. Hmm? My husband is going to be healthy and he's going to live longer than me. But then I saw, I got traumatized and I believed the lie, he's going to die, he's going to die, he's going to die. These thoughts are warring, but then guess what wins? Whatever the strong, you could also build a godly stronghold. If you keep on meditating on the truth of God, the word of God, over and over and over again, even when things, bad things happen, you automatically go to that brain pathway and you get to hide in that stronghold of God's truth. What kind of strongholds are you building in your mind? Hmm? We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And every lie of the enemy, hmm? every lie the enemy sends that we think in our minds sets itself up against the knowledge of God, against the truth of God. And when you are keeping, keep thinking those thoughts, I know I'm repeating myself because this is important. When you keep meditating on those lies and keep thinking those lies, not recognizing them as the lies of the enemy, you are allowing, not only allowing the enemy to build stronghold in your mind, but you are fighting against the truth of God. You are joining the enemy to fight against the truth of God in your mind. And we must stop. We must stop. We must engage in the right battlefield in the right way. Hmm? We, must, we must demolish these strongholds of the enemy through spiritual warfare. If you don't cut it, yeah, it's hard sometimes. If you don't do this, it's going to be there forever. Hmm? We must demolish. So how do you demolish? The scripture says, take captive every thought say that take captive every thought once again take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ these strongholds are taken down that when every day you, you recognize a thought that comes and you take captive just like mom did. Oh, this is taking toll on you. No, it's taking toll on you. It's taking captive every thought 
and subjecting it under the lordship of Christ, the truth of God, it's taking toll on you, devil. Hmm? Make it obedient to the truth of God. Hmm? That's how you take the strongholds of the enemy down. Hmm? We must, everybody say must, capture these wrong thoughts, these lies of the enemy, and replace it with God's truth. Replace it. I'm going to be poor forever. No matter what I do, it's not, right? Take every captive. God has given me divine power. He has given me creativity. He has anointed me to become kingdom financier, right? You got to take every captive, these negative thoughts, and replace it with the truth of God. And you know, I don't know about you, but for me, the two strongest strongholds is fear and worry. I'm afraid. I'm worried. I'm afraid he's going to die. I'm worried he's going to eat right. He's not going to eat right. I'm worried. I'm, 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 I'm afraid. I'm, and, and we end up building these strongholds of the enemy. That's why in the scripture, guess how? You probably know this because you're all believers and you know Jesus and you know the Bible. Guess how many times God says, do not fear in the Bible? 365 times. One for each day in the whole Bible from Genesis to Revelation. Do not be afraid. Do not fear is written 365 times because God already knew the enemy was going to attack your mind and try to build this big old stronghold of fear in your mind that's going to cripple you from moving forward in your life and living victorious life. And God says, you got to take captive. Every, every thought captive through what? Do not be afraid, for I am your God. Do not be dismayed, huh? For I will help you. The enemy is busy trying to build strongholds of fear and worry in our minds. And even in like Matthew 6, I believe, Jesus is talking, and in that one Sitting, he says, do not worry, five times. And sometimes the Bible says that, uh, people say that when Jesus repeats himself about, it's like, I'm, I'm certain about this, guys. Amen, amen. Like, whatever he repeats himself, he's like, I'm serious about this, and this is important. If he says, he repeats himself five times in one sitting, do not worry about tomorrow. Do not worry about what you're going to eat. Do not worry about what you're going to wear. Do not worry about what you do not worry about your tomorrow. He says it five times. You know why? Because God knew how much the enemy was going to attack your mind. That you were going to engage and God just wants to make sure. Do not worry. I'm with you. I will provide for you. I'm for you. Do not be afraid, for I am your God. Call upon me. I will help you. Hmm? But you know, when you have these demonic strongholds, strongholds in your mind, you gotta, you got to break it in the spiritual realm first. You know what I mean? You have this strongholds of fear, 
but you're like, it's going to be okay. All is well. All is well. And you think just positive thinking is going to help you. You got to break it. You know what? The weapons, the name of Jesus. The weapon is the word of God. The weapon is the blood of Jesus. Another weapon is when we agree with one another. Another weapon is when we fast and pray. When God, when you're praying to break something and it doesn't happen once, grab somebody else. Fast and pray. Do whatever it takes to break this stronghold of the enemy. And once you break the stronghold of the enemy, you got to renew your mind every day. You understand? Just because you did the spiritual warfare and break, broke the stronghold doesn't mean you will never struggle with it again. Because, like I said, once you think a thought, it already creates a brain pathway and it never disappears. It's like a hiking trail. The more you walk on it, the trail becomes wider and easier to walk with. But if you ignore it, the grass grows up, the weed grows, right? The way we're going to have to deal with these thoughts that we already thought, we got to replace it with the truth. Because if you keep going back again, this, this brain pathway is going to get stronger and stronger until it becomes a stronghold again. So first, you got to do the spiritual warfare in your mind. In the name of Jesus, I renounce the spirit of fear I break the power of the spirit from my mind, from my body, in Jesus' name. And then when you wake up the next morning and the fear tries to come back, so do not fear for I am with you. Do not be dismayed for I am your God. You meditate on the word of God. All is well because my God is with me. You understand? The next morning, I told you more than 10 years ago, I was in a spiritual funk. Emotionally, I was depressed. I, I was just not. And I asked my pastor, Pastor, uh, no, Pastor Daniel asked me, Sonia, how are you doing at a party? I said, bad. I'm in a pit and I don't know how to get out. And I think it's my fault because spiritually, like, I'm not that disciplined these days. And my pastor he didn't stop to pray for me. You know what he said? He said, Sonny, you're not in a spiritual funk. God is just breaking you through another level of anointing for healing. And he just walked off. He didn't even pray. <laughs> and so the next morning, you know what I did? I felt this darkness, depression, and this, this, this unbelief came over me. But I remember what my pastor said. The thought comes, you're nothing. You're going backwards in your life. You're in a funk, and you can't get out, and it's your fault. That did. When I wake up, it was still there. You know what I did? I came against it with the truth of God. No, that's not what my pastor said. God, thank you that I'm not in a funk. Did I feel like it? Oh, yeah. But I said, Thank you, God, that I'm not in a funk and that you're breaking me into another level in the anointing of healing. The next morning, I woke up, same thought, you're in a funk. But you know what I said? God, thank you that I'm not in a funk and you're breaking me through, breaking me out and through to another level of healing anointing in Jesus' name. 
Just repeat it. Just kept renewing. About seven days later, I got up. Uh, I don't want to do anything. I don't want to. Does it really matter? All those funky thoughts come. And I said, I'm not, God, thank you that I'm not in a funk, but that you're breaking me out, breaking me out. And then in that moment, this another thought comes. And this one thought said, wait, in the past 10 years, I've seen so many miracles on the mission field. I've seen a lot of healing and salvation. If God's breaking me out from that level, how much more am I going to see? <gasps> and that one thought just like demolished this lie and it like it made a brain pathway. Now, now, did I have full of faith and I was ready to go on the mission field? No, it, it was just a thought. And the next morning, how much more am I going to see? Oh my gosh, I'll be going on the mission field in a month. What am I going to see? And the excitement grew. Oh my goodness, another level of anointing for healing? Wow. wow. In the beginning, I didn't feel excited. But the more I thought that, the excitement grew and grew and grew. And by the time I left for Indonesia in February of 2012, I still remember those dates. And I was so excited. There were only four of us, David, right, me, Mickey, and ben, just four of us. You know, we had a, a revival and they carried in a grandmother. That was near, near death. They already bought her casket. We were like praying in Jesus' name. She just, she just looked dead. They were just carrying her in the front. And I'm like praying. So many lame people were praying and were believing and nothing was happening for like 45 minutes to an hour. And then I heard God say, Sonny, if you wait, you will wait forever. One thought. Sonny, if you wait, you will wait forever. Oh, I'm not going to wait. I just took the mic. And said, God just said, if you wait, you will wait forever. So if you can't see, blink and open your eyes. If you can't walk, get up and try to walk. If you can't, uh, if you can't use your arm, uh, come on, try to move your arm. Do whatever you couldn't do. Do it. And people stopped. There were three young men who were in a car accident. That they got up and they were running. And this like, and people were like running to the, to the platform saying, I couldn't move my right side and God healed me. So many, except for that grandmother. Until, for some reason, at that moment, I have faith and I, uh, Isa's not here, huh? She, she was my interpreter that day. I said, Isa, tell the grandmother that she's healed. And she looked at me and she looked at the grandma. She's like, she's not healed. And she wouldn't go tell her. After, I said, Isa, go tell the grandmother that God healed her. And she hesitated. Finally, I got angry. I said, Isa, go tell the grandmother that God healed her. And then she went down. It's like she whispered, Grandma, the pastor says that God healed you. All of a sudden, the eyes opened. She started to run, jump, and she came up to the platform and declared, God healed me. God healed me. Remember that, David? It was powerful, I thought. 
I felt good, I thought, until the next day, one of the deacons came in and said, Pastor, remember that grandmother? I was like, yeah. Well, I'm the one who took the truck to pick her up and the people from her village. When I drove them back, she got out before the village and she ran in screaming in the middle of the night, Jesus healed me, Jesus healed me. And then he came back. And you know what happened? The elders of that village were so shocked because they were ready to do her funeral that they walked all hours back to the church asking for the pastor. We're the leaders, elders from the village of this grandmother that God healed. Whatever she got, we want to receive it. And they received Jesus. Everything starts with a thought. Ben or Benjamin, everything starts with a thought. When you have a negative thought, you create a negative brain pathway. When you think positive thought, you're creating a positive brain pathway. Whatever you think, that thought, according to your thought, releases chemicals in your brain. If you think, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm feeling sick, I'm going to die, negative, does it feel good? Sorry. But if you think positive thoughts, it releases positive. And you know what happens? Whatever chemicals that's released according to that one thought that you thought, it marinates not only your body, but your whole, um, not only your brain, but your whole body within seconds. No wonder I realized, you guys, the, the reason why I'm preaching this is because I need this. Ever since Benjamin was hospitalized, I'm having toothache. I have a frozen uh, shoulder that it's so painful to do just normal daily things. I have joint pains. I have stomach upset. I'm living with Tums next to me 24-7. And I'm like physically, I'm just not feeling well. And then I remember what mom said. This is taking toll on you, huh? And mom's like, no, it's taking toll on you, devil. And I'm thinking all this time, I'm like, yeah, it's taking toll on me. And I've been marinating my brain, oops, sorry, I need my body with these negative chemicals. And the enemy jumped on it because it came from him. It gave him access and authority because it came from him. And now I have this stronghold of pain. And I think it's just part of aging, part of life. But I'm here to say, no, I have a weapon that the world does not know. It has divine power to break, demolish this stronghold. I will not accept life of pain. I will not live with pain in my life. I reject that lie from my life. And I break the power of the spirit of pain from my body in Jesus' name. Satan, the Lord, rebukes you. The blood of Jesus is against you. You have no authority over my body. My body belongs to the kingdom of God. I will be victorious. Lift the 
Yes, stand up. Lift up your spiritual weapon. Do not accept the lie. Even one small lie. That one thought that comes and that tries to torment you. Don't accept it. Some of you, it could be something so small. Small, very small. But when it comes from the enemy and you accept it, God has given you divine power. Come on, come on. Whatever you have been accepting, I want you to recognize it as a lie, reject it in the name of Jesus, and renounce the power of it. Come on, come on. If you need healing in your body, come on, come on. Call upon the name of the Lord. Jehovah Rapha, you are my healer. The enemy does not have authority over my body. I will not submit and subject to the life of pain because I have a God, God healer. God is my healer. Jehovah Rapha, I call upon the name of Jehovah Rapha. Jehovah Rapha, and I run into the stronghold of God. The name of Jesus is a strong tower. The righteous went into it, and they are safe. Come on. Come on. You need provision. Come on. Don't accept the life of poverty, life of failure. That's That started with a lie. Reject it. Renounce it. Renounce it and declare the truth and call upon the name of God. Jehovah Jireh. Jehovah Jireh. Jehovah Jireh is my God. My provider. Not the lie of the enemy. I will not worship. I will not serve the lie. I will not worship the enemy. I will serve and worship my God and only God. Jehovah Jireh. If God is for me, who can be against me? What can separate me from the love of Christ? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Come on, break the pathway of lies and replace it with pathways of truth. Stop marinating your brain and your body with negative chemicals that makes you sick. But start declaring the truth and receive dopamine. Dopamine, you know that? When you think good thoughts, you get the surge of dopamine and you feel good. Huh? When somebody you like smiles at you, that you feel good for that moment, that's a dopamine. It started with the thought, I think he likes me. What am I, if I, what am I going to see more if God is breaking me out? That one thought, dopamine came. And that dopamine pushed out the poison that was marinating my body, my mind, my life. Think on, think on good thoughts, Jesus says. Renew your mind. Break, break strongholds in the name of Jesus and daily renew your mind. And replace the pathway of lies with the pathway of truth. Hmm? Come on. Anybody want some surge of joy? When you think on thoughts of faith, even if it doesn't manifest yet, when you think it and you believe it, it releases dopamine already. It doesn't wait until it manifests. When you think 
think it, when you believe it, it already releases that that dopamine, that 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 feeling good, that makes you healthier in your body, happier, joyful in your mind, and it all starts with one thought as you choose God's truth. So lift your hands. Come on. Come on, Spirit of God, awaken your sons and daughters today to wake up to the truth of God. God, will you open our eyes to see what kind of strongholds are in my mind? Remind us again, God. Wake us up to the battlefield, God, of our mind. God, we've been just just prisoners, God, in the strongholds of the enemy in our mind. We believe the lie. But Lord, no more. No mas. No more. No more. In Jesus' name. Today we lift our hands. We we stand the faith that that you have given each one of us, Lord. And we say, we put our foot down. We say, no, enemy. We break your power. We reject your life. We renounce the power of the spirit of fear. Get out. Spirit of pain. Get out. Spirit of worry, anxiety. Get out. Get out. Get out. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Jehovah Nisi. God, thank you that you are our victory. You've given us life abundant to be victorious, God. No matter what season, what situation we may be in, we can walk in victory because we possess spiritual weapon that has divine power to demolish every stronghold, every lie, of the enemy in Jesus name amen come on give him praise now I want to release the service my sister's uh, raising funds she's made kimbap right to we just need a little more than three thousand dollars to finish building the the dorm in Indonesia so please uh, join us by eating kimbap, right? To finish building the building for our children in Indonesia. But some of you, all you need to do is renew your mind every day. But some of you, you need to break some strongholds of the enemy. And guess what? Guess what? We're your pastors and we've done this enough. If you need to break some strongholds, I want you to come to the front. And after I release, I want to pray with you, for you. I want to stand with you and believe for that stronghold to be demolished once and for all. Amen? So, Father, I thank you for your sons and daughters. Thank you, God, that you are good and the truth of God remains in us. Thank you, Lord, that we're going to engage, wage war in our minds and we're going to be victorious this week. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you.